Underground with Rika. Oh LA Underground with Rika. Now give me something to dance to. LA Underground. This is only the beginning. Clever the Welcome back to LA Underground 15. So in the last episode, we ventured out into the nightclub where I gave you my set from Avalon in Hollywood when I warmed up for Hen and Cataneo. And this episode, we are back in the studio and I have an awesome interview and guest mix with Evade Robots. So just a reminder that today is the release day for my EP Walk With Me on Understated and you can pick that up at any of the places you normally buy music, iTunes, Spotify, Beatport, TrackSource, it's all there. So uh, get in there and get yourself a copy as two uh, tracks that I'm really, really proud of. So in the background right now, you're listening to Little Helper 347.2, and that is from Poor Pay Rich, and you can pick that up on the label, Little Helpers. So let's get stuck into this interview with Evade Robots. So on today's LA Underground, we're continuing our interview series. And on this episode, I've got Hector Palacios Jr. in the house, who is the artist known as Evade Robots. And he's a, a real emerging talent on the LA underground scene, and it's great to have him on. Hey, Hector, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure to have you along. We met at a warehouse party a few weeks ago, and we started chatting, and I, and I thought he'd be a great guest to have on the show because he's very much entrenched in the LA underground, which is what the show is all about. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, uh, how you came to be in LA and um, how you fit into the LA underground as you see it? Um, so I'm originally from McAllen, Texas. It's uh, deep in South Texas in an area known as the Rio Grande Valley. And uh, I lived there for pretty much most of my life. Uh, very far away from LA. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I lived up, I lived there up until I was uh, around 22 years old, um, and uh, I've been out here in LA for almost 13 years now. This is gonna be 13 years out here. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, prior to anything, um, you know, grew up with three older sisters who listened to all types of music. Um, and they really got me into music, and then eventually I kind of got into my my own thing and uh, everything. But if if it's anything with like electronic music, it'd have to be uh, like I guess or house music, like '90s house stuff uh, was definitely influenced early on, like um, Robin S, Show Me Love, like that stuff. Yeah, Black Box. Um, all that stuff that was commercialized and uh, eventually got to uh, to learn some underground stuff from uh, one of my oldest sister's old boyfriends. He was a raver and he got me into uh, Josh Wink and uh, then eventually like Chemical Brothers, Prodigy, Massive Attack, all that stuff. Amazing. And, uh, and, and was, there, was there much of a rave scene in Texas? Um, there was, uh, I had, I had a few, fr I had a lot of friends who, who did rave, but it was more like, obviously it was, there was a lot of illegal stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not like how it was out here. Um, we'd either go to parties down there in Texas where I lived, or, uh, sometimes there'd be some in Mexico cause we didn't live too far from the border. So I'm like 14 years old going to these parties down there when it was like safe to cross and you know my parents didn't know but what was that yeah. like 
Um, it was pretty crazy to think about it now, to be honest, because uh, I, it's not really that easy to get across anymore or like do anything. And I was a kid. I was 14 years old when I was going over there and like partying and everything. And it was fine. And I, I don't even know how I got away with it, but it was a, uh, it was pretty crazy. It was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. There's a real, there's a real fearlessness at that age, right? Yeah. Real fearlessness. Now that I think about it, it's kind of crazy uh, going over there and kind of experience that experience. It must, that. It must have made the, um, the dance floor way more intense for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I definitely went for more of the music too, like DJ Irene and like DJs like that. Bad Boy Bill would go down there and like spend like, there was like clubs close to um, like the Mexican border where uh, I would go with my friends and I went to a few of those and, uh, you know, kind of got an early taste from that. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty different time, but it was cool. And were you DJing around that time? Did you know people with turntables or some um, days? I guess it would have been turntables back then everyone was using. Yeah, everybody was using uh, more uh, techniques like, and uh, you know, vinyl and everything. But I wasn't DJing at that time. I was, um, I'm, I'm a bass player. I started playing bass. So I've been playing bass for like 19 years now. And uh, at that time I was playing a lot of uh, punk rock and punk bands and kind of doing that thing for for a while but still like I had friends who DJ'd and I'd like just kind of mess with their stuff but I was more into like just playing punk rock and just listening to like rave music and all that just kind of aside just as you know to enjoy it not necessarily playing it. So then you came to LA embedding yourself in the LA underground on the electronic side of things how did that happen for you? So yeah, when I moved out here, I actually moved out here to study music. I studied bass out here at a college um, called Musicians Institute. And uh, I graduated from there. I studied film there too. Um, I also do video editing, film production. But with all of that, and I also played in bands out here. Uh, in between all of that with playing in bands and doing, um, and doing uh, film stuff, I never found the right people to to play with and i was getting a little tired of it so the, the whole like making electronic music and djing had always been in the back of my head i was always just kind of like scared to do a new thing on my own but i decided like i'm just gonna do it because i i just got tired of doing music with other people and eventually um found you know i've been doing it for like six and a half years now producing and DJing and definitely found like the best people to be around in this scene. Everyone's so supportive. Um, everybody pushes their own music. There's no egos. There's nothing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. We talk about that on the show a lot and how, um, the LA underground scene is unique in that way. You know, there's a lot of other cities in America, uh, indeed in, in England too, where, where I spent a lot of my time, um, where there's a lot of backbiting, a lot of competition, a lot of people trying to call out other people's parties to get them shut down and that kind of thing. It doesn't really happen. Uh, it happens obviously sporadically, but it doesn't genu generally happen on the yeah. LA scene. And I think it is a supportive community, um, which is why the music scene in LA is thriving so hard right now. Yeah. Um, so, your first EP was in Waves. It did really well. And uh, you have a second EP out now called uh, Futures. Is that right? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that, that's coming out on the, what it's out right now. You can go and get it on Low LA Records. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your inspiration for that, because it's a really interesting um, body of music, those tracks. Um, it's really interesting to hear that you uh, play bass because the bass is is so prominent and um, and unique on on those records. Can you tell us a little bit about that EP? Yeah, um, so that came about kind of quick. Um, my I, I did a I did a track for uh, Lowe's um, various artists compilation, the first one they came out with uh, last year, and uh, they're they're all good friends of mine. They're a collective called uh, Forward Rhythm, really cool dudes. Um, and they, and my friend Andrew had asked me, would you like to do an EP for us for our new label? I said, yes. He's like, okay, 
well, can you start on it now? We're gonna, you know, and it was kind of a quick body of work. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was a quick body of work to do, but I also had like some ideas down already that I was gonna release. And uh, yeah, I kind of wrote that in, in a month and a half and it was inspired by just life in general and everything. I mean- Where, Whereabouts in Los Angeles do you live now? Uh, I live in Burbank right now, yeah. So I've been you're living- right, You're right in the valley there. Yeah, I love it here. It's so chill, yeah. I, yeah, it's it's so quiet. I can make music at all hours of the day, night. It doesn't matter. Like it's it's perfect. Yeah. And, and so um, your your sound uh, is even even on your techier side of, uh, of of stuff that you play goes super deep mm -hmm. um, and really kind of like low end grooves. Um, was it always there, or is it evolved from from a, 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 another place? Um, I mean, inspiration wise, I mean, I, I come from like really, really loving like Aphex Twin and, uh, Chemical Brothers, Massive Attack, uh, all that stuff. So I, I think some of that's kind of in there, but I, I think it's evolved more like, just like anything, you keep doing it, like the sound's evolving, but I like to, um, just kind of keep it, give it a little like, I don't like a, I don't know, I don't know necessarily like a lo-fi feel, but not really. Just kind of give it like a, a certain vibe. But I don't know how to explain it. Well, it seems like you have a lot of nice layers in there. You know, there's some like really, really kind of like percussive elements, but it's it's kind of like a hypnotic kind of groove that you've got going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really into the. Um, I mean, currently I've been listening to a lot of uh, lo-fi house. Uh, breakbeat and uh, sure. dub techno stuff. So I think that's that's really what's gotten it. Yeah, I think it's a really overlooked genre, actually. The the minimal kind of deep tech. Uh -huh. um, you know, tech house has, has sort of developed this uh, bad name for itself of late. But the, yeah. the minimal end of it, um, you know, there's some phenomenal producers out there that a lot of people don't know about, and with with some amazing music. Uh, and, and, and as a DJ, I love it because you can take those tracks and, um, you know, layer two of three of them um, because they are so minimal and, and carefully produced and, and create a whole a new palette when you're playing, you know, mm -hmm. and, then, and then maybe bring in something with like a really strong melody or vocal to kind of like elevate that again. So I feel like they're, they're such awesome tools for all times of night, really. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I also spin and make drum and bass too. Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, yeah, I kind of like spread it all over. I mean, my first EP2 had chill beats on it. I like to make chill stuff too. I can't really like stick to, I've, I've tried to like stick to one thing. Um, right now I'm making more house uh, music, but yeah, it's kind of hard for me to stick to one thing. My brain's kind of like everywhere. I think that's well. I mean, that's that's the artist, right? And I think, yeah. and I think that's how I think that's how you how you go, isn't it? As as a musician, you 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 make the stuff that you feel like you want to make, and then when something sticks and something hits, it's then that you get kind of locked into a groove of having to make the same kind of genre over and over again. But I think most artists would much prefer to be making just whatever they feel like making at any moment in time, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, thanks for the that, beauty man. of the underground scene. Exactly, yeah, it's great because there's everything and you can go anywhere and they're playing all that music. You just gotta know the right people. But everyone I met is like so cool, man. It's so awesome. So right now, what parties are popping for you? My uh, my favorite ones are definitely my good friends, uh, the 900 block. Uh, they have friends a- the show. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, shout out to the 900 block. They always have amazing shows. I've known them for, I'm, I think like three years now, and they, they got me to play with them early on, like in 2016. And since then I've met so many great people through them. They always book artists that I listen to that like one, it's so weird, especially now, since they've grown more, uh, like just listening to artists and like one day, and then I see them the next day post on Facebook that they that they booked them, and I didn't even know like they were gonna book these people. 
I'm like, what? Like, that's crazy. Like, it's, it's, it's like your phone is always listening. Yeah. You were just talking <laughs> about them. And then somehow the 900 block have got a link into your phone. <laughs> no, nah, they know. They, they know. Before situation. <laughs> no, nah, they listen to a lot of amazing music. Them and uh, Forward Rhythm, too. Um, they always have great shows. Shout out to them. Uh, Low is actually a part of their thing, a part of their collective and their record label. Uh, and they're always having amazing parties. And I always like the artists they have there, too. I, I feel like I, I connect a little more with that kind of music. I think that's why they invited me to uh, do a release with them as well. Is, um, they're more into like that kind of deeper lo-fi sound. And yeah, their, their parties are always great, too. Those are definitely two of my favorite parties out here. Yeah, I think I think that's what you said is really interesting that, you know, I think if you pay attention, you'll find, particularly in a city like Los Angeles, you'll find the people that you jive with, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, that it took a while. My friend and I, um, we have a music collective called Mixed Plate Music. That's what I released my uh, first EP on. Uh, I just co-founded that with him. His name's Aliga Awana. Shout out to him. Um, and we would always talk about like, where are we going to meet these people when we started DJing, like, you know, and eventually met Narek and Jade, then kind of linked up with them, then started playing with them and started meeting with more people through, through this scene, kind of organically, which is, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I think it requires some patience, you know, it does. I think a lot of people want to you know they they've been in their bedroom and making maybe fantastic music and djing beautifully and then suddenly feel like right well i want it i want it to happen now but the scene's never really been like that the scene has always rewarded uh consistent support right and i think you know like finding yourself at the parties that you really connect with and you'll meet like-minded people and then you'll find mm -hmm. you know people to collaborate with and it and it's really the it it's a bit slower but it's way more rewarding if you stick in there and, and find the right people to work with yeah it's definitely uh, important to go actually get out of the house and and uh, meet other people like this i i used to not be like that as much i'd just be in my room making music all day and that's it and i was just like why do i need to go anywhere and i had a friend he's not friend anymore but he he best advice he gave was just like dude you need to go out to these parties and you got to meet these people even though you don't want to you know you got to do it but i'd always just go for the music but eventually just kind of you know he, he was right like just found, found uh, excuse me found the right people to play with and go with and you know and there was trial and error too i went to some parties where i was like wow i don't i'm not really into this music but you know there's you know but I'm, it's it's so positive isn't it yeah, yeah, but it's definitely important to step out of your comfort zone and uh, and go and go support other people, especially other people that you really um, that you're really into, like their music and everything, because there's so much good music out here. There's it's it's pretty amazing to every see night of the week. Yeah, every I night. Can't, of I can't keep up with it. Yeah, same. I'm trying. <laughs> Um, so, so nobody on the underground scene uh, is purely just uh, a DJ and producer. So, so what's the other part of your life? What's going on? Uh, so, I'm a video editor, day job. Uh, I've been doing that for over ten years now, probably like eleven years now. So, yeah. Besides that, just uh, when I'm not making music on the computer, I'm making videos on the computer. That's pretty much the other thing I do, which I love. I'm so like, I worked hard for it, but I'm also grateful to like still keep doing that. Cause that's literally been the only other job I've had out here. Yeah, it's just editing videos uh, for various companies or uh, currently freelance, like, um, you know, just various projects, anything and everything, small TV shows. Yeah, I love doing that too. I think it, I think it really brings together uh, how I make music because you're putting clips together and you're putting audio together with videos and then like building a building a song in like Ableton or something that kind of like when I started doing it, I was like, oh, it's kind of like what I already do, but it's just audio. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it, and I think, I think 
I think it's often forgotten that, you know, whilst you might be making a, a, a tool for a DJ, when mm -hmm. you're making a house record, for example, the more you create a story in that track, exactly, yeah. the more it's going to connect with the listener. And so, and, and your record, certainly, that there's definitely a story through through those tracks. It's, it's not just beats thrown together. And, and, oh. and so I think, I think the two things do intersperse in a, in a way because, you know, you video editing, even if it's for a, a corporate gig, is all about creating a story out of the footage, isn't it? So yeah, 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 exactly. Um, that's kind of what I put through my music too. Is kind of like creating a story sonically with that. And uh, you know, eventually I, I do want to work with vocalists and everything, but. I kind of like I kind of like it now, just making a story out of uh, sounds and building it like that. But yeah. Well, what you're doing is certainly working, and uh, I'm excited to hear more stuff from you. Like I said before, Futures is out on Low LA Records, and I'm sure you can pick it up at all the obvious uh, online stores, right? Yep. Yes, um, it's available on all platforms. Amazing, and uh, a little treat for you. Um, uh, Hector has also made a cracking guest mix, which you're going to hear in just a moment. Uh, but just before that, um, tell us what you're excited about in the in the coming months for you musically. What's going on? Uh, so yeah, I got I got some shows lined up in the next coming months. Um, making more music, um, and pretty much that's it. I'm just going to release more music. My I'm trying to do another EP right now. So I can get another one out. Right, and when's your next show? Do you know yet? Um, the next one will be in May, and that will be with the the 900 block. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'll be there for that one. No awesome. Time. And, sorry, just escaped me what I was gonna ask you next. For sure. Oh yeah. And let us know where we can find you on socials. What are the handles we need to be looking out for? Uh, so you can you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, everything. Uh, just at Evade Robots. Yeah, every everything is uh, Evade Robots. And tell us how that name came about. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was um, I was making music late one night, and then. I, I took a break from it. It was like two in the morning. I took a break from it. I came to the lim living room and uh, I just turned on the TV and there was some like news on. And it was just like, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was just like some BS that was going on in the news. I was like, who listens to this crap? Like, this is some, you know, this is some bullshit. This is, these are like robots who listen to this. So in between that moment, like I kind of just came up with the name of just like, you know, evade robots, but the but the actual meaning behind it is to like think for yourself. You know, like just you know, don't let other people think for you. Think for yourself, and you know, all that. So that's where the name came from. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for being a guest on LA Underground, and now get your choppers around this guest mix. It's an absolute beauty. Thanks, Hector. Thank you so much, Sam. See ya. See you later.
So that's all we have time for on this edition of LA Underground. Thanks for checking it out. And you can listen to the next one right now, which is uh, an interview with the label manager of Understated, Andrew Condy, whose label I've signed my EP Walk With Me to, and it's out today. All right, so until the next time, see ya.